bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, you hanging in there? We're hanging. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing the same. We are hanging. We're hanging close <laughs> together. I think I can speak for both of us when I say this pandemic has caused us to spend more time than ever at home with our families. Yeah, you know, that's honestly been a benefit. It's a benefit. It is a good benefit uh, if we can find one out of having a global pandemic. Um, you know, one of the things that's going to come about as a result of all of this special time that we've been able to spend together is going to be some separation anxiety. Because, you know, at a certain point, it's going to be time for kids to go back to school. If that hasn't happened yet in your area, it's probably on the verge of getting ready to happen, maybe in a face to face capacity. And, you know, if parents have been working remotely some or been able to kind of juggle their schedules a little bit, that's probably coming to a, you know, gradual end as well. So there's going to be some separation. Yeah. And, and that can cause a lot of anxiety, both in the, the children and the adults. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think so. Because, you know, with the kids getting out of school and being out for so long and parents, a lot of people, unfortunately, lost their jobs or had their hours reduced involuntarily. And then there are others who have remained employed but been working at home. So everybody together has had its challenges, but it's also had its benefits, as you say, because, you know, uh, kids can get kind of clingy if they're used to having you around, for lack of a better word. No, that I mean that's the best word to describe it. You know, even kids that have never been that way may be trending that way now. You know, because you've been together since March a lot. So, <laughs> what's know? kind of the routine in your house? Do your kids like to stay in the same room with you while you've been working remotely, or are they in another room? But they just like to know that you're in there. What's the situation there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little of both. I just tell them, like, if I need to be um, uninterrupted, you know, like, I'm going to be in here working. If you need something, quietly come in and let me know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, I will I will let y'all know when I'm done. Like, if I have a Zoom call or if I'm teaching a class or if I'm trying to do some reports or if you and I are podcasting. Right. Like, now wouldn't be a good time for anybody to interrupt me? No. <laughs> But I do, um, it's funny, I do let them know, like, hey, guys, I need this time. So unless it's an emergency, this is this is mom's work time. And, you know, we're both fortunate that we've got kids that are, were old enough to understand that. However, we've got some co-workers who've got smaller kids, babies even, if you will, that are crawling all over the camera when Zoom is going on. And, I mean, it's the cutest thing, but there's definitely going to be some separation anxiety that takes place whenever that parent has to, you know, reenter the workforce full time. The kid has to go back to daycare if that's been the situation or babysitting. So, you know, that's going to complicate things. It's going to be an emotional thing when they're no longer I able to be together. And I, I will say on a different note about the clinginess, um, my daughter, who she's always been a touchy feely, lovey kind of person, but has never, I mean, since she was a baby, yeah. you know, had issues sleeping. And a couple weeks into this, uh, probably by early April, she was sleeping in our bedroom almost every night. And she is still in our bedroom most nights. Um, yeah. So I just think she's more comfortable closer she keeps telling me i just want to be close to y'all 
Yeah. I feel better when I'm close to you. And it's not just the young kids, Sarah. You know, I have a grown kid, if that's even a phrase. And, you know, we too have been together lots since March when all of this began. And if I leave the house for some reason and he's still asleep, the moment he wakes up, he is going to call me to see where I am because that's a change in routine. And he doesn't like that. If that wasn't part of the program, then he wants to know what changed and why did I leave the house? Because I'm always at the house when it's not my day to be in the office. I think it's great that you pointed that out. Like it's it's covers all ages. It does. It does. Let me ask you this. Do parents have a little bit of separation anxiety uh, when it's time to, you know, not be with the kids so much anymore? Well, I, I, I think so. Cause you have been with them, you know, you know, everything that's been going on in their lives for four months, pretty much. And now I'm just supposed to send them to school or I'm supposed to send them to a camp where I don't have any control over what's going on. You know, I, I related it to someone like, I feel like it's when I left my kid at daycare for the first day. Oh, tears, right? Yeah. It's stressful. There's a little relief, you know, because it's it's a normal activity, but there's so many unknowns and it, you know, when I have them at home with me, I feel like everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it might not be, we feel like it will be because we're there. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. and, and, and I'm not living in fear, don't get me wrong, but just the world that the way it is right now, we are more cautious. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, there's a gamut of emotions for, I think, most parents. Some days you're like, somebody come get these children. And other days you're like, you're never leaving the house. Yeah, (laughs) it it does kind of go back and forth like that. And I will say this, that the normal separation anxiety that parents and children have, it's intensified with everything that's going on. You know, sending the Mm -hmm. kids back to school after they've been home all summer is always going to be kind of an emotional event, uh, you know, because it's a new school year and things are different. But things are really different now. And so there are some health concerns that parents have. And you're wondering about... About the guidelines that are in place in your child's school and wondering if your child is going to follow said guidelines um, and oh, um, yeah. if they're right. going to be okay. You know, so there's mm-hmm. more to think about now than there was. There, and I also think about parents that have had to work through this, like your essential workers. Yes, that, our know, health care workers and grocery, yeah. were all of them, yes. You know, you, you think about, you know, maybe their children are scared that their parent could get sick or you know why why don't i get to spend more time with you because you're you know some parents are working more right Um, so there's a whole you know we've been home for the most part but there's other families out there who have anxiety because their parents are not at home Right. You know, and and they pick up on the conversation. They know that all is not right with the world, even though they may not be able to explain what coronavirus is or, you know, all those types of things. But they hear the reports. They see the stress that their parents are going through. They see the extra scrubbing that happens and the extra cleaning and the, you know, extra worry that parents are exhibiting, mm-hmm. even though they might not understand it all. Exactly. You know. So there's two sides to that and and both are very real. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, and unfortunately, some parents have actually gotten ill, you know, mm-hmm. during this time. And, and that's another stressor. Yeah. Yeah. Or your kids may know other kids that have gotten sick, um, you know, right. friends or just other kids that they've heard about. So we got to talk about some tips to help get through these anxiety separation feelings that we're talking about. I agree. So what can we do? Well, I mean, try to help your child stay as healthy as possible. And I know we're all doing that as far as disease prevention, but there's other stuff that we can try to do. For example, you know, mealtime, you know, having them eat regularly, uh, eating together, that gives them some sense of normalcy, but it also gives them an opportunity to have real conversation with you and have your undivided attention, especially when we take the electronics away, uh, no technology, so that we're able to just have conversation with each other and that's the time when kids are going to be more likely to bring up their concerns and their fears is when they have your undivided attention you know i agree keeping a routine Mm -hmm. i mean you can't travel and and you're still you know socially distancing which that's what my family's doing for the most part you know we still try to do stuff outside like we've had game nights outside and we you know, we've had movie nights. I mean, we just try to still do some fun things. It's not we're not just sitting here staring at each other. I would prefer to do my fun <laughs> things inside. But yes, I agree that we should be able to do things that are fun. And, you know, um, even if we are stressed as parents of uh, not necessarily letting our children in on all of that stress. So when we do those yeah. fun things, we relax without even realizing it. And we're having fun. And so I think that is that's very mm-hmm. important. I think maintaining a healthy lifestyle is great, and it's good for mental health included in that. Yeah, because, you know, kids that are having anxiety at all, uh, including separation anxiety, you know, they have a lot of, of proneness to illness, things like nightmares and sleep difficulties and stomach aches and headaches and all these types of things. Mm-hmm. So we have to be aware of those signs that your children might be exhibiting that could point to the fact that they're dealing with some anxiety. Exactly. Yep. And I think, too, another tip would be if you know you're going to be separated from your child, whether it be for work or, you know, when they go back to school, prepare ahead of time for that. You know, um, let them know, like, what time you'll pick them up and where you're going to be. And you may have to talk about that a couple of days ahead of time, you yeah. know, or if you've got to go back to work and your kids are home alone, they're old enough to do that, like. You know, I'm going to call and check in on you, but don't call me every five minutes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you have to set up some boundaries there. But, um, you know, allow them to be able to reach out to you as they need to. I think that's, you know, very important. And involve your child in the plan. Uh, You know, you and I both, we're planful people. We like a plan. Unfortunately, you know, uh, COVID hadn't left us (laughs) much opportunity to plan too far ahead (laughs) for the future. But, you know, as far as the daily plan or the weekly plan, as much as you can give them, Involve your children in what's going on so that they don't have to call you and say, where are you? Have you abandoned me? You know, let them know when you plan to do something um, because, you know, we, we do advise against taking the whole family, for example, to the grocery store. We say it's safer if one person can go, you know, not take everybody, but make them aware of what's going on so that they don't worry about how long you're going to be gone or whether you're coming back or what you're doing. Right. And, and, and I think a grocery store run, if your kids can be home alone, like that's a great way to start. You know, mm-hmm. that that 
because I can say, guys, I'm going to run. Hey, is there anything y'all need? You know, yeah. is there a snack you like? And then um, I should be home around an hour to an hour and a half. Don't yeah. give them like, don't say I'm going to be home at 1145 because you may not. Be. <laughs> you may still be and, in line at 1145. <laughs> you know, estimate that time. Um you know, and say, well, that's, you know, when I get back, I'll pick us up something fun for lunch and we can have a picnic or, you know, don't, don't go on and on about, I know you're going to be home alone. I want you to be okay. Like, you know, just, (laughs) you're scaring them to death before you leave. (laughs) Like you, like you said, like kind of involve them in it. Like, Hey, there's the list over there. Let me know some things y'all want. I'll, I'll be glad to pick up an extra snack, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So there's things that we can do and, and, and just recognize that you may see a little more anxiety and this is normal. Yes. We just want to um, be ready for it because you don't really ever know when it's going to pop up. No, you don't. You don't. But the one good thing is that the separation anxiety does pass with time, usually without any kind of intervention. I mean, think about you mentioned dropping your child off at daycare for the first time. It did pass. The anxiety did pass when you saw your child had a great time at daycare and was being cared for and you were able to work and continue to help provide a living for your child. All was well and everything fell into place. So I think we have to look at the return to school quite the same way. You know, it's scary going back because of the unknown and things are different than what they were in the beginning. But we're going to find out that there are people there that care about our children. In many cases, the same people that were there last year, uh, they're faced with some new challenges, but they're going to do all they can to keep our children and themselves safe. And that should make us feel good. That's a great point. That's a great way to wrap up our podcast. And thank you for listening to Bring It Home with Sarah and Snell. In the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love without all this separation anxiety. He didn't say that part. I did. But live the life you love. (laughs) And love the life you live. Bye-bye.